0: What's up, Jake?
1: Right here. Hey, you're out. the podcast. Hey. So uh, we're waiting on, on tea. So basically <clears throat> what we're gonna do is this. Um so we had some scheduling conflicts. What I wanted to do is, is really get some different perspective on you know, so on, on, on different teams, scene. So I wanted to have like like T on, me on, you on. Um, I wanted a Philly fan on, at least one Philly fan. I wanted Tree on for the for the Wizards, of course. But um, well, you're a Wizards fan too, so you, you give us that perspective, I guess. But um, you know, just just you know, get everybody's team on. But well, we ran into some scheduling so I'm probably going to do a couple breakout segments of that um at a different time. Um. Right. So if you're available for those, then, then we can do that. But t- So tonight, specifically, we're going to do um, – we're going to get into Damian Lillard, and we're going to get into um, – we're going to go through some teams. Just analysis of the situation, then go through some teams and, and categorize them as like a strong contender for him, a sleeper team, or just they're not getting him. Then we're going to get into um, Miami offseason and Boston offseason, and then if we have time, um, we might get into some wizards but – that sounds good.
0: That's good. Uh, is Shree not going to be on now? Shree can't
1: come on tonight. Oh, okay. I thought so, he was. Maybe. maybe when we can do it with Shree, maybe we can try to make sure it's the time he can come on, too. And maybe we just do the Wizards then. But I ha- And I have. um, If you don't, that's fine. But I have a fake trade for all the teams just to spur a conversation. So. Got my. Damian Lillard pitch idea. Oh, okay, yeah, I would, I would like to hear that. I have, um, I do have a Damian Lillard trade as one of my trades. Um, I do have one prediction as to what team I think he's going to go to. I think based on our conversation last night, we're we're in agreement on this. But we're, I actually think all three of us are in agreement on this. But we're going to have to get into to the episode on that, and and hopefully T will be on in a second. And we can do that. So, um, let me just go through sponsors real quick. Uh, We're sponsored by per 36.com. I keep forgetting. Apologize. Apologies to our sponsors. I keep forgetting to do the ad reads, you know, but, um, per 36.com is the best basketball analytics website on the internet. I think the most recent thing they've got up there is about crowd sizes in the playoffs. Um, so check that out. Um, there's also comparisons as far as like some of the great scores in the league and how they're similar and different. So check that, check all that out. And then we're sponsored by show off training, train with purpose. Um, go to their website. You can purchase gear. You can buy Facebook live sessions. There's all sorts of stuff you can do with that. So um, definitely check that out. Um, yeah. So I don't know, I guess we're, uh, we're waiting on tea here. Um, so let's see. Oh um, so we were gonna do. I know you guys were talking about Fortnite tonight. I'm having some power issues at my house, so I don't know if I'm gonna be able to play or not. Um, that's fine. Right. Like it's so weird. It's on, but like every fifteen to twenty minutes, it'll just go out for five seconds. So I feel like if I try to play, I'm liable to just get booted every game. Because literally, I, I had it. I had it on during work today, just just because I was you know messing around with a couple of things, and then um you know during lunch and stuff and then i left it on and then it just get every time it would just get like you know it would just you know get shut off and then i'd have to go do the thing and then it would get shut off again i was like oh i can't have this on like it's terrible for it like it's just so it's just so bad i don't know (coughs) get together bge like it's fucking Mm -hmm. annoying hey we got t what's up t how's he t oh he just left again
0: yeah you there Uh, t i I thought i heard him there he is
2: sorry literally like my sister called me immediately when like you guys said that you're sending the link whatever so yeah well that's
1: okay we we i was just kind of setting the table for i i know you saw the 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 thing in the in the chat So i'm not worried about that but i was just kind of going through with raleigh like what we were gonna discuss in this episode so um I think we need to start with the news. So this is an off-season podcast. We're going to kind of um, set some of the stage for, for some off-season stuff with our team specifically. And then also what I think was a massive uh, – what do you want to call it? Haynes bomb yesterday. Um, of course, so Chris Haynes from Yahoo is, is really – and the thing is it's pretty significant because he's like Damian Lillard's guy in the media apparently. So like that – what he reported was fed from Dame's camp. So Dame is clearly like behind this. So he reported basically that because of the whole uh, coaching change and how that was handled, apparently Dame didn't know about Chauncey Phillips, like um, his uh, assault sexual assault case um, back in when he was a rookie in I think 1997. So he didn't like know about that. He said apparently he wouldn't have wanted him if he'd known, and so that's a whole clusterfuck. And there's the fact that the Blazers aren't a contender. I mean, I was thinking, like, oh, the Blazers, if they keep this together, they'll be an eight seed next year because teams are going to pass them. It's like, no, if, if you look at up-and-coming teams like Memphis and New Orleans, like, there's a realistic possibility. even with Dame, they could fall to, like, 10th. So, like, the immediate, even if with Dame, the immediate future for this roster is bleak, and it's just like... I this Dame situation is a ticking time bomb, and just I don't know if you guys have any. Um, we're gonna go through some teams and, and and kind of go through their chances of landing them. Um, T, I know you've got thoughts on that, but just do you, do you guys have any um introductory thoughts on on this Dame situation before we get into that? Oh, uh, it's, it,
0: it's uh, it should have happened a long time ago. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: So what I would say is th- I respect Dame for his loyalty. I-, I think more players should be like Dame, not fewer. Um, I will be the first person to hammer a player when they, you know, do something that's a little soft, you know, make a move in free agency or whatever that's a little bit soft or kind of a pitch move or whatever. Um, I- I'm famous for my criticism of-, of the Nets players for what they've done um, and how they've handled things. Dame, this situation with Dame, I do not begrudge him at all. This is very reminiscent of when uh, Kevin Garnett asked out of Minnesota. Like he gave Portland every chance. They haven't been able to get it done, and it's just time.
2: Um, for me, I don't care what person goes to what team if they want to, because at the end of the day, I feel like it's a job. Like you, want the one thing that we don't have or they don't have that regular people. You have is the choice of what jobs that they would want. Like if I said I wanted a job at Google, and I was accepted at that point, I have two ways: either continue taking the job or leave. They get drafted to whatever team they pick, and then obviously the money entices them to stay. And him doing, you know, his All-Star appearances, his All-Team appearances, or All-NBA Team's appearances, you get a Supermax. So cool, perfect. Um. Like you said, he gave every chance that he he, he gave. You know, um, I'm glad that he stayed in Portland for as long as he could, because at the end of the day, like, you know, you still want a um, a, a a melting pot of players in different areas. Um, and it's not like we're doing super teams. Like I don't, I'm not saying super teams are you know the greatest, but if a team or a player wants to go to a team they they want to go to um that's all all fine and danny with me but i think it's time for him to leave and i know that we're going into new um or play our teams so i'll let you go ahead and take the floor uh jake
1: yeah we're 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 gonna get into that um and we're gonna start with the team that i think all of us think is the favorite to land game but um yeah i mean i'll i'll just you know it I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I'm certainly harder on super teams prob- probably probably than, than you are, but like I think we're all in agreement in this case that like it's you know completely understandable. So um all right, so we're gonna start. Um I'm gonna list some some teams and, and we're gonna kinda go through how serious of a contender they are, whether they're a strong contender, whether they're a sleeper, or whether it's just not happening. So we're gonna start off with the Miami Heat. And to me, this is not only is this a strong contender, this is the favorite to land Dame. They have a lot of – I
0: agree. I disagree. Oh, we have a disagree. And, and, and you know why? And I didn't think of this, um, and I, I was reading up on this today. I think the Pelicans have the best chance of getting him because they oh, have so wow. first-round picks, and they're going to be good first-round picks, and they have Brandon Ingram, which is the, the wild card. I don't okay, well, anyone. we're gonna
1: get to the the, the Pelicans right. are one of the teams I was gonna list, so so we're gonna get to the um, we're gonna get to the Pelicans. Um, but so just as far as Miami, so, so you don't think Miami's the favorite? Um, do you think Miami's a strong favorite? I think they're like second. Okay, that's fair. So T, what do you think?
2: Uh, I agree with uh, Raleigh. Um, I think they're top three. Uh, and I think that the Pelicans, just like he said, has the the highest chances. Um honestly think that Philly might have the second, even though I don't think that that should be a good uh fit. And again, we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I think top three. Hopefully Miami gets them, but we'll see so, how So it you goes.
1: do they're a strong contender for him though.
2: Oh, Miami, yes. Yes.
1: So yeah, and, and so I'm just gonna give my my fake trade now. This is one of the we'll get to Miami's offseason a bit later. This is very intertwined with it. Um one of my two trades for Miami is um, I guess as part of this, they have to tweak their draft pick that they owe to the Thunder. Maybe instead of the protected thing, maybe they go to the Thunder and are like, okay, you can have a 2024 unprotected, like in exchange for helping us out, we'll unprotect it and we'll kick it back into the future even more, where it might be more valuable once Damon and Jimmy get older. But so once you do that, then you trade. Uh, I don't know how to work. I don't know if this would work with Miami just having cap space. So I'm just going to act like they pick up options on Dragic and Iguodala. So they would trade Dragic, Iguodala, Achua, Tyler Hero, and then their first round picks in 22, 26, and 28 for Dame. That's my fake Dame trade. And I'll say this, we're, there, there's another certain trade that, the, that we'll get to that the um, Blazers could do that involves a player who's made all-star teams. But Tyler Hero – is a better asset to get back for Dame, and here's why. Because Tyler Hero, one, he's on a rookie contract, so you don't really have to worry about paying him for a couple of years. He's not on, like, a four-year max contract or whatever. And two, Tyler Hero has actually shown that he's capable of having big scoring performances in the playoffs. You know, he'll, he'll score 37 in a playoff game. He won't, um, you know, when he's under the rim and has a wide-open layup, just pass the ball to a, a teammate who's not a good free-throw shooter and let them get fouled, you know. So – I just think, you know, Portland might be better off uh, with something like that.
2: Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Tyler Hero and Duncan
1: Robinson probably have to go. Um, I don't want, like – So, the problem is Duncan Robinson is a free agent. So, there would have yeah, to be that... – like, And the Blazers would have to want to pay him that next contract, which I'm not sure is a given.
2: That's true. That's true. Um But, yes, uh, I think those are going to be it. Obviously, if they can't do that, then the the trade that you uh, put in, that's probably going to be the best bet anyway. I don't think that there's anything else that they can do unless you said, you know, doing some type of sign-and-trade with them.
1: The only other thing you could do would be adding uh, pick swaps.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah.
1: And just like like the thing is, Dame has to want and this is my concern with the Pelicans. I'm gonna just probably gonna bring up the Pelicans next because you guys both said them, but um it's my concern with the Pelicans is like even though Dame has all those years on his contract, he does have to want to go to the team still, or then you just traded for an unhappy player and you might not get his best effort. And um I think Dame, you know, I think Dame and Jimmy—they're in the same place in their career. They're both hungry for you know that first championship. Neither one of them has won. They're both—I think—they're both kind of like mindset is similar. They're very, um, you know, they're very hard-nosed, tough basketball players. Um, they obviously have different games, but I feel like their mindset is kind of, um, you know, pretty similar. Like, you know, they'll both—they'll uh, both talk shit. You know, um, Dame just maybe kind of does it more as far as like a lot of the crazy shot making he does whereas you know jimmy's kind of more of an all-around player and then obviously you know you have bam that's a hell of a threesome um i think that would be in, in the east favorites next year so that'd be something to really watch out for if that was able to come together there miami's my favorite to get him. um so we'll see how that happens any any closing thoughts on miami uh that's all for me uh yeah i don't have anything okay so i'm gonna bring up the uh the pelicans next and um I only have them as a sleeper team and it's because I acknowledge that from a trade package standpoint, right. You have Brandon Ingram. They have all sorts of future draft picks. They have, you know, they really do have a lot that they could offer. Um, you know, they have young players, uh, Kyra Lewis and, uh, like that. It's just my, my concern with the Pelican situation is does Dame want to go play in new Orleans? that that's my concern um you know obviously dame has, has been cool playing in a small market you know like portland but is dame you know is, is dame gonna want to go to a different one now and just from a windows standpoint is like zion is really freaking good and obviously that team would be good but dame, dame could look at that team and be like you know they might not be ready to contend still even with uh, myself and zion so so why do you guys think that um Portland, I mean, so the Pelicans are the favorite here. What
0: well, thing? Uh, if I was Portland, I'd be like, Well, you're a contract with us, or you're gonna do whatever we want to do. And so, if I'm Portland, I don't give a damn where he wants to go. I'm taking Brandon Ingram and a couple of those picks with me and taking that, that deal because there's no way anyone in the NBA can even get close to what the Pelicans can offer with Brandon Ingram. And a couple first round picks as well. And so, like, if I was the Portland Trailblazers, I wouldn't even take his ones into consideration. Um, you got to do what's best for your franchise, especially since you're a small market. If you can get Brandon Ingram and a couple good first round picks, you got to do it.
2: Um, I, that one I disagree with. Um, you have to probably do what the player tells you to do. Um, and then how? Why? I'm going hold on. I want to explain. I wanna explain. Okay. So the reason why, and again, just because the NBA is all about teams and op- uh, the optics. Um when you tell someone, especially their best player for you know eight plus years, that I'm gonna trade you to a team that you didn't want on your list. If he makes a list and it's like two or three or four, they'll try to get the best. Uh, ones possible but if you're putting it to a team that he actually does not want like you can say goodbye to any free agency for the next five years because nobody's going to want to be on that team because Damian is going to be like look don't go to that team because they fucked you over I've been in the best player I've you know had injuries there blood sweat and tears and I'm not going to be uh, treated I didn't I wasn't treated with respect now I was there I was homegrown so why would you be respected in that realm you know just kind of like the same thing oh okay. hold, hold, hold on last thing last thing same thing with you know JJ Redick I know he's not a big name but same thing will happen with the Pelicans you know he was saying that he, they were trying to trade him to uh, Brooklyn and all of a sudden they traded him to uh, Dallas which was actually farther away from Brooklyn than New Orleans so he was actually really pissed and I'm sure he's probably going to Talk to people who ever asked about, you know, New Orleans if that's an option or something. Right now it's obviously not an option. It's a small market team and there's a lot of shit going on over there as well. So why would you want that in a in a franchise? Why would you want to try to be like, all right, I'm gonna be a free agent in a
1: franchise? That's all something to say. add. Um, so like obviously T, I agree with everything you said. So even on top of what you said though, you know, if Dame Dame has, you know, a three plus one on his contract, right? Yeah. So he can get to, to New Orleans then, and then he can just, you know, in a year or two, if if he never wanted to be there, he could just make it clear, like, I'm not staying here. I, I, I'm going to request a trade, and then you're going to get stuck in a, in a place you have to trade me, and then you're not going to get as much back. And then that's just adding a lot of distractions around Zion, too. Like, you're in a spot they're, – they're already in <laughs> a very precarious spot with Zion. Well, so. here,
0: here's my rebuttal. Portland was never a free agent destination, will never be a free agent destination. Who cares about free agency? If you're a small market team, you got to do what the Houston Astros did in baseball, where they draft players and develop them. That's the only way you're going to win in Portland. So,
2: so okay, Portland, let me ask you a question. It,
0: it why, would, why
2: would Pelicans want that then?
0: Well, no, so, so here's the thing. I'm just saying, out of Portland, if I'm Portland and the Pelicans make you that offer, you gotta take it, no matter
1: what happens. But Raleigh, so here's the other thing: is like, so Portland, you're going into a rebuild, right? And then they draft players, like that sort of thing could impact, you know, those players way down the road.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Want to stay with you?
2: Like, like, oh,
0: one.
1: Let's say, no one's ever going to stay
0: with Portland. Dame was like one in a million. No one's ever gonna wanna say with Portland. NBA is too it, the only reason that so the reason I don't like the NBA as much is because players drive the league way too much. There's no way a small market team can compete. Just like MLB. They have the same issues. They might have a salary cap, but they crave to the players way too much. So if you're a small market team, you gotta build up like the Astros did. You gotta draft, draft, draft and Screw the process like the Sixers did. You just stockpile stockpile a bunch of picks, draft them, and hope to God that works. You're never going to get a free agent, period.
1: Raleigh, I agree with some of what you said, but I do think you took it too far. Um, to say that players never stay in small markets isn't inaccurate. Yeah, that's like not true. Giannis, Giannis stayed. Dame stayed. There's other examples. Russell Westbrook stayed. Like there's, there has been plenty of examples of players who have, um, who have. Yeah,
0: but but guess what? They drafted all those players. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of how it goes. No, 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 I understand that's how it goes, but that's the only way a small market team can compete is by drafting well, all stars. Well, there's thirty, there's thirty
2: teams in the league, and obviously there's a bunch of them that that have geological like, uh, favorites, you know. Anywhere that's sunny, you know, anywhere that's, you know, tax-free, in, uh, tax-free income. Those are usually the bigger markets or, you know, just New York in general. Like, that's just kind of what it is. And there's like, you know, Brooklyn, New York, Miami, L.A., L.A., probably somewhere around like that, you know, uh, Silicon Valley, somewhere in those areas, Chicago. So those are like a bigger market teams. You're absolutely right. But the same exact time, you know, at the moment of time, no one's going to – to, to uh, New York? No one's going to, you know, they didn't go to Brooklyn for the longest. I mean, this year they might. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I understand that. But that's kind of really what it is. You know, like, reputation is also a big thing too. Because New York and their owner was garbage, their whole, you know, um, front office was garbage. No one one wanted to go to New York. So they had to do a lot of things to kind of repair that and maybe this year might be the year that they get a bunch of people or you know trades or something you know that's kind of what the name of the game is if you're not a big team or a big market team
0: you got to find other ways to do it and so you're telling me that the pelicans offered them like say i'm just making something up right now four first round picks and brand ingram you're not going to take that just because damian Lillard, Lillard
1: didn't want to go to that team. If you're, I think if, if you're the Blazers, you would take it, but I think right. it would be stupid for the Pelicans to offer that for a player. Oh, no,
2: been I, I agree. I agree. I 100% agree on that. Hold on. I, I think, should you take it? Yes. Are they going to take it? Probably not. Again, optics is really, really big. I'm telling you, it's really, really big. Imagine, imagine someone who's 19 years old right now going into the NBA. They get drafted by Portland, and they see what's happening with Dame. In three to four, five, seven years... When their contract's up, they're going to leave and they're going to say, Well, one of the biggest reasons why is it's a fucked up organization. I don't like it. They got rid of my favorite player and they're not doing that great with me. I'm out. You know? Yeah,
0: but here's the thing. And this is why I don't like the NBA being player driven like this. You see, the NFL teams don't give a shit. They will do whatever they want to well,
2: do. Well, NFL's fucked up. That's, I've always thought that.
0: No, but the thing is, you got to be. So if, if I'm the Pelicans, I'm not the Pelicans. I agree with you guys. I'm not doing that if I'm the Pelicans unless. Damian Lord's like, dude, I love Zion Williams. Since I want, I want to team up with him. I don't see that happening. I think he wants Impossible. to go with Miami. But at the same time, if you're the if you're the Blazers and they offer you that much, you gotta be like, listen, man, I we we appreciate you, we love you, but you got you, you got us a bunch of these picks and everything like that. We can't say no to it. You gotta do what's best for the team.
2: Look, but also, also, like if if you are a big name and you have a bunch of years in your contract, you could be just like, Look, I'm not going to resign, obviously, and I'm going to leave. And I want to leave in these different situations. I am 100% sure that if he names four or five organizations and sends them to somewhere that he doesn't pick, it's not going to work. It happens with everywhere. AD, he picked two locations or something like that, two or three locations. He got. Pick- Place to the, the place that he wanted to go. Kyrie might have been maybe the only team that he didn't go to. Uh, they, they, he said Boston, they traded him away. And obviously it didn't work out. Um, James Harden, same exact thing. He named like three or four different teams as well. And he got the three or four, one of the three or four teams as well. Like that's just kind of how it goes, especially when you're a big name. You are like top 10 in the league. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, how much does he make? He makes.
0: He,
2: he's he, he's, he's 19th. Yeah, he's 19th right now in the NBA when it comes to the 2021, 20 uh 2021, um um ranking when it comes to money.
1: And Damn. well, and it, and that's not even accurate because his supermax doesn't kick in until next year.
2: Exactly. I'm just talking about this this the year in general. Okay. Damn, there's so many people that are bums now that that that's ahead of him. It's right. crazy. Well Kemba's
0: you know, probably ahead of him. You Kemba yeah, Kemba and Mike Conley. You guys are talking, talking about optics. Well, their their optics are already bad with the Chauncey Bill up I personally, so here here's my this, my take on the. I don't know enough about the 1997 incident to really have a take. Uh, all I know is is that people were clamoring him to be a head coach for a while. So I, I don't really for pers- I don't really see this being a bad optic for the Blazers. Honestly, I don't understand why. Everyone's all of a sudden being like, oh, they should have gotten him for a head coach when a lot of people were saying he should be a head coach. That's what I don't understand. Um, But optically-wise, though, especially in today's climate, they already screwed themselves pretty much. So if I'm them, I'm just taking the best offer I can get for him Um, for that reason alone that they're kind of already screwed optically anyways.
1: Yeah, T, I will disagree with you a little bit. I I agree with the sentiment of what you're saying, but I I do think that if the Pelicans were to offer that, hypothetically, I do think the Blazers would take it. But I actually think that what you're
2: talking about— But yeah, I'm 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 sure sure that they will. I'm sure that they would. But it's not going to happen because the Pelicans aren't dumb. The okay, Pelicans say, know. Yeah, the Pelicans know I'm not going to give it to this person uh, because he's not going to be on my
0: team. I think the Pelicans, the Pelicans Pelicans are dumb. That? I think the Pelicans are dumb. So nah. that's why I think they're the favorite ones. Unless they favorite. pull a
2: Toronto and try to convince him, But obviously you saw what happened in Toronto next year they he left. Like right? Unless he wants to win a championship next year, and then after that, the year after, he leaves. That's fine. But I'm sure he's not going to stay because he wants to go to the teams that he wants to go
0: to. I think the Pelicans are that dumb, though. I don't know. I mean, that, that that's just me. Um, and That's why I think they are the favorites, because I do believe they're going to go all in on them. I really do. I, I do oh, believe it. I, I think don't. they're going to try to use the – we have
1: Zion Williamson that could be the next LeBron James. Approach. Nah, fuck that. That's why I think uh, they
0: could. I think
1: they're they going to the keep um, – I think they're going to keep well, – incoming guys like they'll probably pay Lonzo and then if they have to move like Eric Bledsoe's they have a lot of first-time picks they they have to salary dump someone like Eric Bledsoe to create the budget space they will all right all right are right. are we good on the the Pelicans golden all right yeah so I have them as a sleeper um do you you guys have them as a strong contender or a sleeper or not happening top three okay Rale- Rale- and Raleigh they're, had them. They're,
0: they're my favorites because I think they're going to do that stupid trade.
1: Okay. So we're going to move on now to the uh, – uh, we're going to move on to the Philadelphia 76ers, who I have as a strong contender. Uh, I have them probably as my number two behind Miami is most likely because obviously you can do an offer around Ben Simmons and like some of their young players like Tyville, Maxi. They have most of their picks. Um my thing is, is I think um, I think uh, they are probably going to prefer, uh, you know, maybe a younger guy like Hero um, over a guy like Ben Simmons who, if you're rebuilding, you know, obviously that's great. But, like, he is on a four-year con- max contract and he's literally scared to shoot in the playoffs. So um, I think a guy like Hero, even after his down season, that would be my uh... – and Miami is just more, like – Dar- like, like, what am I going to say? Pat Riley doesn't give a fuck. Pat Riley, if he sees a dude he wants, he will go all in. Yep. The Darryl, you know, will Daryl Morey, you know, maybe, you know, we obviously know what happened in the hard negotiations. Like, you know, he was ready to steal Simmons, but, you know, Tyrese Maxey, no, you can't have Tyrese Maxey, right? So I could see more, Daryl Morey maybe haggling a little bit more of the details and then Pat Riley just swooping in and getting the guy. Um, So... I have them as my number two, but I think it's a very strong possibility. And I will say, if this drags out into, like, the season or next year, I could see Miami having made another move, like a Kyle Lowry or something like that. And then um, maybe they are not as aggressive on Dame, and then maybe Philly swoops in it. I don't know. So what do you guys think about the Sixers here?
0: On the 76ers, I'm doing everything I can to ship Ben Simmons especially after this playoffs. So they're going to definitely be all in. They're probably my number three. I, th- I think for me it's Pelicans beat Sixers for Damian Lillard. Um, and I think what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to sweeten the pot. Ben Simmons and I don't know who else. I mean, honestly, I, and this might be a controversial one because you need to have a, a team. I mean, for Damian Lillard, I'd be willing to give up Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons.
2: I mean that might be too much for them. Well, that but might they want much,
0: but like I, I think I think I would do, I I would be willing. I think Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid, assuming both of them would be healthy in the playoffs, that duo would be at least good enough to go to the conference finals.
2: I don't know about that one.
0: I think Yeah, it would. I mean, that doesn't really
1: work. I don't think that really works financially because Simmons and Harris are both on max contracts and that Harris contract is not great. So
0: Right, but like I mean the, the Blazers should, you could do a three-team trade or something to make it work. I guess. But I, I
2: who will want that?
0: Yeah, that that's the thing. I, I mean, like I, I'm just I'm just saying if I would do anything in my power to get rid of Simmons on that team.
1: Oh, I agree with that. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, especially after that story broke that about how he uh, forced Jimmy Butler out, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, like that. I I would just the dude's toxic. The dude doesn't isn't a hard worker. I mean, he he hasn't even. It's like I, I'm watching his rookie self again and again and again every year. Like, there's nothing new to his game whatsoever.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I feel, me, myself, I feel that, you know, um, Portland, if, if they trade Dame, obviously, they're probably going to blow up that team. Um, just because I don't think that they're going to be able to get anything back that's actually going to be, you know, as great as him. And Ben Simmons going to that team is definitely a negative. Like, okay, he's the point guard. Actually, that might, uh, thinking about it, that might actually work if his name um so uh what's his name uh ben simmons goes over there becomes the one obviously he still can't shoot then you have the two at cj and then i guess they could keep the rest of the team so i guess they don't have to blow it up but you know i think that the philly dynamic might be a little different just because you know now that's another decrease in defense now they have to are they going to keep Danny Green? Are they going to let him go? Are they going to try to find another two that can, you know, defend? You know, that takes a lot of the ball out of, like, uh, what's his name? Joel Embiid's hands. You know, that makes him uh, him now the number two option. Is Joel Embiid going to take that, you know, is, is Joel uh, Embiid going to be like, all right, I'll, you know, back down. You're the guy now. Or is he going to say, oh, I'm the guy. I've always been a guy. I want to co- continue being a guy. So that might be some chemistry issues in the future too. Um, and, you know, Dame's not somebody to back down. He's like, look, I'm from, what, Compton, Oakland, wherever he's from, uh, and I'm not going to back down to someone who has been in the league less than I am and I'm not averaging the same amount I'm averaging. So I don't know. I think that would be a, a, a fairly decent trade. But, I mean, I if, if I was Portland, I still wouldn't do it, though.
1: I'm going to say this. Like, all of this, too, like, if, if you're Portland and you're trading Dame, you know, why stop there? Because that's really, you know, you're really not going anywhere with, with whatever's left. So, you might as well just blow the whole thing up. Yeah, I agree. And one thing I see happening is you, you trade Dame to, to Miami for the aforementioned package, right, that, that I said. Mm-hmm. But then – I feel like CJ. I feel like um, Ben Simmons' value is more CJ McCollum level anyway at this point. Like they're both flawed star-ish players, who you know. I think you could just after you do the game trade, you just swap those two guys, and then you know you go with Ben Simmons, Tyler Hero, and a lot of flexibility, and then you can just try to build a team around Ben Simmons. And we know Tyler Hero. I think
0: if I'm like Portland. That. And the the reason why I have Sixers at three is because I think they can have the third best package, so to speak, and it would be it's it's kind of like a, a large market in a way. But if I'm Portland, I'm staying away from Ben Simmons. If I'm any team, I'm staying away from Ben Simmons, ex- except for like Magic or teams like that. Portland, I I do not, I would not want Ben Simmons. There there's no way in hell I'm giving up Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons. I know there'd be the well, other stuff all, but, like, a lot no more. Way. I'd rather have Brandon Ingram. Yep. Is
1: Brandon Ingram on the table though? We'll, we'll have to see. Here and make him on the table. I think the Pelicans
0: are going to offer Brandon Ingram in a couple picks.
1: Okay. I mean, I don't, but we we disagree on that. So, um, I don't know. Any uh, any lingering thoughts on the Sixers here? Nah, they're bums. Yeah. I mean, well, Ben Simmons is uh, you know, he has problem he has his problems, but yeah. Um not great how they left the playoffs. Um so my next team is uh the team that Damian Lillard is currently on, the Portland Trailblazers. Um and I have them as a strong contender as well, because here's the thing. Lillard does have a three plus one still on his contract. So Portland doesn't have to do anything yet. They can play this out and then they can, you know, try to sell Dame on on the whole thing and um and they can just kind of take their time with finding the right trade and like I th- I still think there's a real possibility Dame starts the the season with the Blazers. Do I think that's the wisest move? Probably not at this point, but I think it's still very possible that he could just be on his incumbent team at the start of the season. What do you guys think about that?
0: But so here's the thing. So seeing that you guys are harping on optics that's probably gonna look have a bad look because one he's a superstar that is disgruntled about having a coach that's sexually assaulted or physically. so I don't know I don't know enough about it I know he assaulted someone one of his former a woman I don't know the details but optically that's not gonna look good. Uh, number two, in my mind, this is, a, this, this, is pro, this is almost like – so as a, I'm bringing baseball back into this. As an Orioles fan, we waited too long to trade Machado. The more years that are on the contract, the more valuable the trade is going to be. So this is the time to trade them. You're going to get more value because there's more years on the contract. If you waited it out, say, say they, they played the whole year. You'd have to get another – uh, you need to get a free agent or something to get to your team.
1: Raleigh, I love what you just brought up, and I completely agree with your sentiment. I think the cross-sport comparison there is good. It's very accurate, and um, I'm actually going to have another example of this when I get to a different team coming up, a little teaser, but um, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I definitely think the Blazers are going to get the most for Dame now because in a couple of years, Dame is going to be a 33-year-old point guard making $50 million a year, you know? So there, there are challenges that would come with trading him maybe in the future. So they would really be wise to to move now. Um, what are your thoughts on on Dame possibly sticking with Portland at the start of the season?
2: I mean, if he wants to stay, he can stay. Um, but like you guys said, it's probably the best bet to trade him now. Um, just because at the end of the day, the year after, obviously, first of all, number one, they're not going to do anything next year. They're going to have the same players, even if they add maybe one or two pieces. It's not going to be anything big. Um, he's- what you say?
1: I said eight seed tops.
2: Ex- oh, well, well, we'll see. But, yeah, like like even with that, you know, just because also playing a tournament, they have to continue playing and they might lose to one of the top teams, like the Nuggets again or something like that. Um, with that being said, there's, okay. this is just going to be delayed. This year is just going to be delayed for next year. So they should probably trade them ready to someone get, you know, top crazy uh draft picks and then, you know, be on his way. And then, you know, three or four, five years down the line, if you retires, just, you know, I retire as uh jersey. Other than that, you know, just just try to treat him as well as you can because, you know, they don't have a lot of players in the last, like, 20, 30 years that retired in a team that they can just, like, actually really celebrate. And you need to have someone like that just to have, you know, fans coming in without it being like, oh, boo, like Anthony Davis – no one's gonna like Anthony Davis and he's probably not gonna go to Torrent New Orleans to retire. He's not gonna do that. He's probably gonna retire in LA. They won championships. It ended badly. So that's kind of what I what I would say that they should do. So absolutely trade him, get some good picks and, and decent players for him and you know, try to rebuild.
1: Yeah, well said. So um all right, so are we good to move on then? Yep. All right, sounds good. So The next team I have is, drumroll, the Boston Celtics. And I have the Celtics. They're not a strong contender here. I have them as a sleeper team, and here's why. So obviously the pros of the Celtics situation are they have all of their own draft picks. They haven't made any kind of like all-in move yet on that. Obviously they traded the pick this year, but like the advantage of that is they can trade any pick once they move into the new league year. They have five young players on rookie contracts on the roster that have shown varying degrees of promise. Um, they have an attractive situation with Brown and Tatum. Um, however, the problem is um, from everything I've heard, it pro- especially given some of the other players on the table, like Tyler Hero and Ben Simmons and, um, you know, other, you know, packages of, of, you know, young players of varying degrees and whatever it would probably be a situation where either the Celtics put Jalen Brown on the table and vault to the head of the pack offer wise, or they don't put them on the table and they don't have the offer. And the reason why they're only a sleeper is because I don't think they're going to put Jalen Brown on the table and nor should they trade put Jalen Brown on the table. And here's why, because right now Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are on the same age kind of timeline, right? So the, the team already, because this is the NBA now, right? They already have to be looking ahead. Jason Tatum's about to start his second contract. And they already have to be thinking about how can we convince Jason Tatum to stay when it's time for his third contract. So if you trade Jalen Brown for Damian Lillard, then you have two players. Obviously, it would make them probably a little better right now, right, for sure. But then when you're looking at when Tatum is ready for that next contract, you've got a 35 year old Damian Lillard making $50 million on your team. You know, I don't know that that's a great selling point to get Tatum to to want to say, even if they've won a title or two, it's like Tatum is going to be thinking about, well, where can I win my next, you know, amount of titles or whatever. So I think having, even if they don't win in the next four years, I think having Jalen Brown, you know, in his prime there, they enjoy playing together. I think that's a much better selling point. And, and, you can find a third guy to go with those guys. And that's the move to make rather than giving one of them up. So I don't, that for that reason, I don't think Dame is going to be moving for Boston. The move for Boston is Bradley Beal. He's, he grew up with Tatum and and it's might be hard to execute because Beal is a loyal guy too, but, and he might want to stay in Washington, but if Beal leaves Washington, it will be for Boston. And here's why, because they, Beal practically grew up with Tatum. They like he like babysat. They like babysat each other's, you know, or something like I don't know. There's they go way back together. Um, so it Beal would probably look at the Celtics as like I go join up with Tatum and Brown, and and some of the other players they have. I can win. I can win there. I can win more than I did in Washington. So, and because he's nearing the end of his contract, they wouldn't have to give up a ton. It would be oh Beal's just gonna we're gonna go create cap space, you know, salary dump Horford and, you know, make sure we have the space open to, to, to bring him in. And, um, you, you know, we'll, you have that looming. So you can take our offer of a couple of first round picks and young players to jumpstart your rebuild because the alternative is you just get nothing. That sort of thing is what I think they're going like, hey, you to build around your two young wings. Like that's a great place to be too. So um, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Do you guys have anything, uh, uh, anything to say on it?
0: I agree with you if I'm the Celtics I'd rather have Beal for the reason that one Tatum and Beal know each other but two I do agree that I think Beal and so Beal is not as good as Lillard but is not leaps and bounds better than he's not leaps and bounds better than Beal so I think Beal is the perfect fit for you guys um, but I don't have the Celtics as the fit I have New York as the fifth.
1: Oh, we'll we'll, we'll get to New York. We'll get to New York.
0: Okay, you're getting to New York. Okay, but uh, but I I agree with you. If I'm the Celtics, I'd rather have Beal than
1: Willard. Okay. T, any thoughts?
2: Um, not really a lot of thoughts. Um, I would say that uh, if if you're not willing to give up, uh, what's his name, Brown? Yeah, Yeah, Brown. Then you're not going to get him. Uh, you guys have like. A good amount of assets, but at the same time, does Dame want to go to your team? Like, and for me, I always think fit. And if you're not giving up Brown, um, like the the fit is okay. I'm gonna sit next to who? Brown is probably one of your better defenders, like best defenders, top two at least. Um, and if he's not there defending, who's gonna be the dude next to me? Fournier is it gonna be Marcus Smart? Marcus smart be able to do it but at the same time you guys probably want someone better in that position or something else or a push because you just lost um your you know your best two-way player um so i would say you know you get rid of those two defensive players you get you know someone else or a couple other pieces that might work but you know you guys still have a gap in like different things like your big men or stuff I know we, me and you, definitely disagreed about you know having big men on your team, having not big men. I know you guys got Al Horford, but you know he's probably going to be a backup big as opposed to someone else that you know might actually you know be a force for your team. Um, but all in all, I think uh, yeah, I, I, I like I said, I don't really have too much to say about you know Boston. Uh, I just don't think they're really in the running right now. I'd be surprised if they do. It'll be Interesting. I wouldn't want that. I'll cry because I don't want Dame on Boston. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see how it goes.
1: See, I think there's a chance um, that Dame actually would want to really play with us if if he, if Dame wants to, str- if Dame wanted a stronger and Tatum and Dame are going to the Olympics together, they can have conversations about it. Um, I know they've had conversations before the Olympics about making sure they both go, so there's a rapport there. But the problem is Again, it's just getting a deal done without Jalen involved is going to be um, is going to be just difficult, and I think in, including Jalen's an on starter. So I think at the end of the day, um, that's where it is. As far as the Celtics front court, again, you and I are just going to disagree on it because I look at Al Hor- I look at the Al Horford Robert Williams combo is a real strength of the team. Actually, I mean Robert Williams, you saw defensively what he was able to do last season, and he's just getting better and better. And I think that's a real strength right now. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, so. I guess we'll, we'll wrap that. Um, so since Raleigh, you brought up the Knicks, so we'll go to them next. Um, I have the Knicks as a sleeper team, uh, not, not as well, not necessarily a strong contender, but definitely a sleeper team. They, they, they are on the line though. They could be a strong contender. They would probably be like my fourth, um, most likely spot here for him to play at the start of next season. The the benefit is they have a lot of, uh, financial flexibility so they could do an Unbalanced trade that would save Portland money Which they'd probably like because they're a small market um, They have uh, five first round Picks in the next three years none of them are great Picks though that's the thing they're all Probably going to be non lottery picks Because two of them are from Dallas um, And then if you're getting Dame you know You're probably going to be a playoff team too so That could be A problem um, but you do Have young players I mean so if they were willing To make an unbalanced trade and put guys like RJ Barrett and quickly and Mitchell Robinson on the table. Um, Obi Obi Toppin would definitely make sense to include in any big trade they do because he's blocked um, by Julius Randle. So um, my problem would be – and Dame might be interested in going to a spot like New York, but I think Dame is more interested in, you know, making sure he goes somewhere where he can win a championship if he's going to leave the Blazers. And I don't think he's going to be the type to chase the big market necessarily – Um, Obviously, he'd take living in a big market if it's also a winning situation. And it's like if the Knicks trade a bunch of that young stuff for Dame, what do they have left over? And is it still good enough um, to really win in in the Eastern Conference? Uh, I would have doubts about that. Now, obviously, if there was like a star player in this year's free agency where Dame could call up and be like, hey, you go sign with the Knicks. I'm going to force a trade there and we can do that. I could see it being more realistic if the Knicks could also secure a star free agent, but this is a weak free agent class. I don't think that guy's going to be here. And so um, I just don't know from Dame's standpoint, if he would want to, to go to New York. Um, so what do you guys think about the Knicks?
0: I heard that New York was on his list of where to go.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, he, he wanted to go to New York, but I, my whole thing is, the reason why I have New York at, like, four or five is because, one, I, I don't think their package would be as good as Pelicans because the picks weren't that good. But as far as the players they'd be able to offer, I think they're as good as anyone. Because, uh, like, R.J. Barrett and all those other guys, they're young. Um, I think they could have a, a pretty competitive package. But in my mind, I don't see New York wanting to do that. I think they're too – I'm not saying they're – like Tom Thibodeau is not going to let the, the team just like blow up their future for Damian Lillard. That's why they're not hired for me. Um, Pelicans, I think they could do that. Miami has a deep enough team that they could do whatever they want to offer and they still be good. And <laughs> the Sixers, I just think Ben Simmons they need to get rid of. So, like, I don't, I don't think New York – is
1: going to blow up their team because Tom Thibodeau is there. Okay. Fair enough. E,
2: what do you think? Um, don't think he's going there. I didn't hear any reports about him going to New York. <clears throat> Just kind of had the same thing Jake said earlier. He said that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he said that. He's, he probably wants to go to a place that's going to win a championship, and I don't think that that is uh, the Knicks as of right now. Uh, maybe if they get another piece, but he's probably going to be the <coughs> – sorry, hold on. Excuse me. He's probably going to be the first piece to fall before anyone else say, all right, hey, let's go, unless he's talking to someone. Um. But again, they don't have the championship pedigree as of right now. So I think you know there's other teams around the league that have a higher chance of winning championships. Um, and he's also a person that's like, oh, I don't want to form a super team. But he's also a person that's like, if I use my own talents and I don't have and I have weaknesses as well, and I'll put a, go to a team that's going to strengthen my my weaknesses, uh, i.e., kind of like um, uh, Miami. Um, then he'll be fine, because Jimmy Butler is, you know, a dude who can play off ball. He can also be a playmaker as well, and he's only really hitting mid range and driving to the basket. He's working more defense. He'll guard one of your best players. Uh, Damian Lillard is not that type of person, so I'll kind of think of it as like a, uh, you know, a riggedy <coughs> excuse me, riggedy run down, um, uh, Golden State Warriors. And, you know, he could be the Steph, and then uh, Jimmy could be the Clay without the shooting. And then you have Draymond, who will be a Bam Adebayo, who could be a rebounder, facilitator, defender of multiple positions. And then the rest of the team just be decent. And I think that should win them at least the Easter Conference. (coughs) Excuse me. My girlfriend put a lot of spices in the air. Okay. So um, that's it.
1: Yeah, no, good good, good analysis, Steve. I, uh, I agree with a lot of that. And, um, yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll move on then to my next team. So this is uh, maybe a bit of a surprise for you guys to hear this, but I have Denver on the list, and I have them as a sleeper. And the, my logic is this. Um, I think if they had, if they were a healthy team last year, it would, this wouldn't even be a discussion because I think they'd be deep into the playoffs competing for a championship. And Jamal Murray is a great player, and he fits great with – Jokic and the players they have now. And so I don't think they need to do this, but my, my logic would, for having them in this would be this after the Jamal Murray injury and not knowing what they're going to get out of him next year. Um, you know, they're in a championship window right now. Jokic is an M, is won the MVP this year. Michael Porter jr. Is an emerging young player. That's going to get expensive soon. I know you don't like Aaron Gordon T, but as a number four option, you know, he, he can be pretty good.
2: He can give you that nine points a game. Yeah, you're right.
1: As a number four option, he fills some roles, you know. And then uh they have um, you know, obviously, you know, they have that pull at the one, you know, they really lost because they didn't have enough guard good enough guard play in the playoffs. And um if they don't know so if they don't know what they're gonna get from Jamal Murray, what you could do is 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 you could, you know, if send Murray to the to the Blazers in the in this trade, and then you know if portland's rebuilding they could just kind of tank for a year and then um you know bring murray let murray heal at his own pace and then kind of you know work with him on getting him back on the floor and then you know if you're the if you're the nuggets uh you know you get dame and it's go time you know you're competing for a championship right now and obviously denver'd probably have to include something else too besides Jamal murray um i don't know what but they maybe throw in a, a pick um I don't know if they'd have to give up Michael Porter Jr. too. That might be too steep if they had to do that. Because um, that's like two young stars at that point. But, yeah, I mean, this is definitely the far most far-fetched sleeper for me, though. I don't think this happens, but it's an interesting thought. And I could see Denver definitely being aggressive this season, you know, offseason because they do have this championship window sitting there. So, what do you guys think?
0: My issue is this. If you're Denver – Knowing that Jamal Murray was injured and you still made it to the second round, I, I I'm keeping the team intact because Jamal Murray with Jamal Murray you made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. Like this is a good team. You just lost to the Lakers. Like who who didn't lose to the Lakers last year? Like that's my thing. Um, but I do agree that I mean like hypothetically, if you could trade, if you could trade straight up jamal murray for damian lillard do it for sure hypothetically but I, I just don't see them doing that if i'm the nuggets you have a strong core with with a healthy jamal murray i i think, I think you could compete in the west again very uh, very well
1: um so Raleigh, let me kind of explain my thinking i guess because right. it it's there's a lot of salary stuff at play here um so the thing is 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 Denver has a window right now where the roster is – they're a smaller market team, and I don't know how much tax – you know, they're going to be willing to go into the tax and stuff. Probably a little bit for a contender, but not like Warriors level or Nets level or anything like that. Um, So after – but basically the problem is, so Murray gets hurt, right? He's going to come back sometime next season, but he's probably not going to be 100% at any point next season. And then after next season – um, Aaron Gordon hits free agency, which you might might, might or may not care about um, that much. And then, um, but they did trade a first round pick for him. They thought he was a big piece. And then Michael Porter Junior is probably going to get max, so he's going to go from this cheap rookie contract to the max. So the roster is going to be much harder to afford um, at that point. So they might they might run into some issues. There. And there's some other things they could do to to get around that um, in the future and still be competing, but. Um, <sighs> It's certainly going to get a lot harder for them after that. They'll still have a window open because of how great Jokic is, but you know, you know
0: what I'm saying. My my whole thing is I, I'm a proponent of not blowing them up because, and this might I don't even think this is that controversial. Lakers are not going to be that great in the next couple of years. Uh, LeBron James is getting older, injury bound. Uh, same with uh, same with Anthony Davis. The Clippers, I don't think. I honestly don't think. They're keeping that team together in the next couple of years. The teams that I think are going to be the class of the West are Denver, Utah, mm. and the Suns. I don't know what Dallas is doing. I, I don't. I'm not really uh, big on uh, Jason Kidd as a coach. I thought Rick Carlisle is a way better coach, so I don't th- see them. I love Doncic, but I don't see a free agent going there. A huge like I don't know what they're going to do. So Yeah, I
1: mean, it's time for Luca Watch.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, my whole thing is Miami is definitely going to make a move. Lakers are going to try and make a move. Free agents and anyone big is not going to want to go to Dallas. So I don't know what they're going to do. So, But those three teams are the class of the West in the next couple of years, in my mind. So I think you keep the team intact knowing that the big dogs are about to go down and that you're going to have a, a healthy squad. You and, and, and think about the Suns. If they don't win this if they win this year, I mean Chris Paul is not young. So they're gonna get a little worse when Chris Paul starts really deteriorating. Um so I, I think it's like Utah and Denver really in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a fair fair analysis, Raleigh, for sure. So, so T you've been uh silent over there. Any any thoughts on this?
2: Nah, I don't think they they're gonna do it.
1: Okay, that's fair enough. Short, short concise and to the point. I like it. Um, so now since so just some other teams here. Um, uh, and I guess these are all teams that are on my not happening tier. Um, so I'm going to mention the Lakers here. Um, obviously, I'm sure every, you know, bandwagon Lakers fan out there is on their trade machine trying to swap like Kyle Kuzma and uh, Contavious caldwell Pope, <laughs> and like a Dennis Schroeder sign-in trade in like a second-round pick for Dame. But that's not how this works. Um like I, as a Celtics fan, again, I'm basically acknowledging that, like, because I'm not willing to trade a certain player, we're probably not getting game, right? Like, that's just how it works. And so, when especially when a guy has this amount of time left on the contract, that's just how it's going to work. So, um, the Lakers are probably going to make call, call on this. They're going to try to get him, but they, I don't think they have a chance. They just don't have the assets. So, any thoughts on, on the Lakers? Does anyone disagree with me that and thinks they actually have a chance here?
0: Uh, I don't think I don't think the Lakers have a chance, and that's
1: pretty much it. Same. Okay. Sounds good. Um. So another another one I'm going to mention is the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I'm only mentioning them because they have like uh, 20 million first round picks in the next amount of years, and if they wanted to make this deal, they could. But obviously, with their timeline, it doesn't make sense to go all in for a 30 year old point guard. So, any disagreement? Yep. Okay. Another one I'm going to mention is, um, and these well, I'll ask you might or might not be more controversial, but I'm going to mention Golden State um because they have two lottery picks and they have Wiseman, so they could go and, and, and get a big player potentially if they wanted, but uh, I don't think it's going to be Dane because there's too much overlap with Steph Curry, so I don't think this one's happening either. So They could go in for Ben seven I don't because I don't know how that fits with Draymond. I don't think that makes sense. I heard Pascal Siakam. I don't want them to, but I've
0: reports that they could uh, be going after Ben Simmons.
1: I, I could see Pascal's I heard Pascal Siakam That That makes more sense for me just because Ben Simmons and Draymond Green make no sense. I don't think they're a Ben Simmons team. Um, So they could go for someone like Siakam. They could go for someone like Shai Gilgeous alexander or they just stick and make their picks and develop. try to develop Wiseman. Um, as a, They're so far into the tax anyway and Wiggins is fit with their team. So it's like they could look at this as just like, you know what, let's just get some young legs in here. You know, we could get someone like Davion Mitchell to be our scorer, You know, and, and really third guard and defender or whatever off the bench, and um, then you take someone at fourteen. I heard uh, Duarte, um, who could who's like a twenty two year old in, in the draft, who's like a ready made rotation wing. You know, they could get someone like that. So um, I think um, I don't think they'd be in on this. T, any thoughts?
2: Um, yeah, no. I uh, I don't think that they're going to be able to do that um, just because a lot, of, especially just because Dame is someone who doesn't want to create super teams. He can't go to a team that was a super team, like very recent. I know Miami is a little different, but, you know, they've gone through the ups and downs of, um, of a super team, losing their players, you know. Having to go out of the playoffs a few times, and I know that uh, Golden State did it what the last two years, but they still it's still fresh. They were like the last dynasty, so he probably won't go there, especially when they have Stephen Curry on the team. That well, it's because Clay sense. was injured.
1: If Clay wasn't injured, they would have been in the playoffs, right? Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, not not so. to go off tangent, but uh, um,
0: and take Jake's Thunder, but uh, this is a hypothetical. Not gonna happen. But can you imagine if the Nets were like, "Screw you, Kyrie," and got Damian Lillard?
1: Ooh, you just brought up another
0: team. Mm, you know what? C- could you imagine that? Though I would do it. I would do. it. I'd say
1: no on the Blazers. Why the fuck would I want that head case? No, yeah. but like
0: if I if I'm if I'm the Nets and they say, yeah, we would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. David oh if Miller's i, were, if I were more, the Nets, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like he, he's like, way more crazy. um he, he's less injury way less injury prone than uh than Kyrie is. I
1: would do that in a heartbeat. Of course, but the problem is um the Blazers say no and the and the Nets don't have any assets to add to Kyrie, so that's not happening. <laughs> but I get your point. The, the bank would be better for
0: <clears throat> Kyrie would be the best player they could
1: get in a trade. If they were trying but to be like, Kyrie probably just up and retire, and he's a freaking head case. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think he would too. I'm just saying. Could you imagine?
1: I get your hypothetical though. I do. I, I get it. The, the, I mean, the, the, the Nets should trade Kyrie. Like, like, cut kind it of straight. The dude hasn't contributed in the playoffs, and in, in, in a you know, he he hasn't. Well, that's wrong. So he hasn't finished the playoffs without either an injury or an implosion in a half decade. They should be trying to trade him for a piece that fits better. They should be doing backflips if, you know, if they were able to get maybe, you know, someone who people might not like as much on paper, but is more reliable to their team. Like, oh my God, they should do that in a second. But the problem is their players, um, or you know, Colin
0: did to him really piss them off and send them back to
1: Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> deserves it. He, he, if anyone deserves to play Cleveland, it's him. So, um, Like my my little tangent.
0: That's that's all I wanted to say.
1: Oh, I appreciate you for bringing that up, Raleigh. I I definitely uh, agree with the sentiment. If if you're, if you're if you're the Nets, I mean, good grief. Um, in fact, I've heard that there's a possibility they could just trade Kyrie anyway. Um, like they have Harden and KD.
0: It's actually realistic, like not realistic, but kind of could happen. Hypothetical.
1: No, I, I think it's I think it's realistic at all. I've heard um, on no. the Boston radio station that I listened to. I sent you guys the clip. They were talking about it. Um, you you could come up with a deal, uh, possibly sending him to the Knicks that would work, and you know that would give you because the problem is the Nets are so far into the tax. It's like if you if you move Kyrie, it's like okay, you could have like a normal payroll. You could get like a defensive center like Mitchell Robinson back. You could clear budget space. You could dump the Andre in the deal. You could clear the budget space to re-sign Dinwiddie, um, which they're not going to be able to sign Dinwiddie as is. It's just going to be way too expensive. Um, you could get a young guard, like a quick to come in and play off the bench Like there's a lot of positive things you could do in that deal. They should definitely trade him if they have the opportunity, but will they? That's a hard question. So TQ, you have any reaction to the tangent we just went on? Not at all. Okay. So let's move on to the last team then that I have uh, is Toronto. Um I don't think this is happening because obviously Toronto has the assets probably, but I think if they want like an older point guard, they would just keep Kyle Lowry. Um, so any thoughts? Any disagreement?
2: I agree with you.
0: I, I I really don't. I mean I, I, nah, I don't.
1: Okay. Now before we move on to the, to the next couple of things we're going to do, is there any teams that I did not um? Name that you guys think would be realistic game teams.
2: Um, no, I think I think that might be it for me. You know, yeah, I think that might be it for me.
0: Raleigh, you know, honestly, Dallas. Did we ever say Dallas?
1: No. Uh, we didn't say Dallas because once they're, Dallas- trying, they're
0: trying to get another player, Damien would do, would be, would fit that bill.
2: That would um, not fit I know that we bill. We
0: brought that open before, but I I, I don't think. They are going to get it, but I think that could be a dark horse.
1: Zero percent. Uh, the problem is, so the reason why I don't have Dallas on this list, obviously Dallas needs another player, but what are they trading? Christoph Porzingis is maybe the worst contract in basketball. They are out, um, they're out of first round pick um to to the Knicks still. So it's like maybe you could just come up with a pick heavy package, but it's like, you know, they have no young assets besides Lucas, so it's like, at that point, it's like, um, you know, if that, if that's going to be Dallas's best offer, if I'm Boston, like I said, Boston can't get in without including Jalen. But then I'm like, oh well, I can top that Dallas offer without including Jalen, right? So it's like, I just don't think Dallas has enough to trade.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, so
1: yeah, no, I don't have anything to offer. Okay, so we'll, we're going to move on then to the uh, off season for the Miami Heat. And uh, T I'm going to kind of give you the floor. Um just what do you expect from this offseason?
2: Um <clears throat> I've heard a lot of rumors um about Tyler Hero being traded. Um and I would like to say Tyler Hero has been great for the last two years in my book. Yes, there has been ups and downs especially this year. Um he also got his uh beautiful girlfriend pregnant. Uh
1: <laughs> He's
2: he's 21 and she's like 27 now, so My man is uh, hitting three-pointers from outside the gym. Um, But anyway, so I just want to say, like, if he does get traded this year, thanks for, you know, the two years of service. But I already kind of knew in the beginning, like, this is going to be a trade chip if he does well, unless he, like, skyrockets into being someone like a Donovan Mitchell. Um, But that's not his thing right now. He isn't that great at shooting right now, which he came into the league. We're like, okay, he's going to be a shooter. But he's been kind of like very streaky lately. Um, so, anyway, with that being said, I think that a good there, there are a bunch of trades that we can do. <clears throat> but one trade that I think that I would like is uh, CJ McCollum, actually, from Portland. Um, the reason why is because CJ is what Tyler could be in the future. Um, but we don't. But it could be, you know, two, three, four years down the line. And at this moment in time, we don't have that for Jimmy's uh, timeline. You know, he's thirty; he's going to be 31 or 32 this year uh, in September, I think. And, yeah, we need to do something fast with that. So, CJ McCollum, 27, 28, I think he might be now. 30 might be, actually. Um, but, you know, he can do everything that Tyler can do, probably even better. And he could be the guy to lead you in scoring. He's not going to be the guy to lead you in defense. He's not going to be the guy to lead you in points, and we don't need that because we have, you know, uh, Jimmy and Bam. That's going to be able to, you know, defend. They're going to play make. They're going to do all that. All he's going to do is like, all right, I'm going to score. Cool, give me thirty. That's get the fuck out of my way. You know, he'll be able to do that. So that's probably a good one for me. I'll say that's like number three in my book. Um, number two would be, um, excuse me, uh, number two would be uh, uh, Brandon Ingram. You know, same thing, trading Tyler here, you know, a couple things here and there for him, uh, just because I know that there is some issues going on with uh, New Orleans right now, and people in front office might not think that um, Brandon Ingram and Zion can play together. You know, they kind of play very uh, similar positions, um, power forward, small forward. Uh, Zion plays center sometimes, but you know he's not that great of a center because he can't defend people who are seven foot. Um, but anyway, with that being said, since they have some issues playing in like very similar position, they both need the ball in their hands. You know, one year, Brandon Ingram was the you know most improved player, scoring twenty four points, going to All Star. The next year, Zion's now on the court, and he's not getting that same shine, and he needs to grow he's been doing really well and i think that also will be a great pick for miami and him in the future he could be you know our 3 he could be our 4 he could be the scorer scoring you know 25 plus points a game um, and again he doesn't all he needs to do with his length is just try to defend somewhat but he doesn't need to do anything we just need scores on miami that's kind of what it is we just need scores on our team Someone who can actually drop 25 plus on the team. You know, Jimmy's not that right now. And someone we need is a three-point shooter. Uh, and then the rest can kind of go in. We went against, um, what's that team, uh, the Bucks, And we got absolutely dominated because we couldn't hit threes for shit. You know, we couldn't defend that well either. But we couldn't hit threes for shit, which in turn made us not want to play defense. And uh, last but not least, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, Bradley Bill. Bradley Bills, someone that I've been kind of hoping that he says, you know what, this is not the this is the year. Um, they still haven't gotten a coach, correct?
1: They're still searching for a coach.
2: They're still searching for a coach. I don't know who they might pick, might get Sam Cassell, but that's not going to be someone that they will want, someone that's brand new. Um, I know that they probably like their last coach and he's dipped, so there might be some restructuring, uh blowing up things just to to kind of get the ball going and I think a great destination will be um will be Bo- uh, not Boston will be Miami you know he's very very good friends with Jimmy Butler uh sorry um Bam out of bio sorry uh they they've been really good friends over the last couple of years uh and hopefully that's something that you can do again like I said all we need is the scoring and that is the number two uh, scoring shooting guard in the league you know that dude can give you 30 points a game plus and you know again he plays decent defense he's you know he's a capable uh playmaker um but again he doesn't need to do that just give me a bucket uh bill you know and you no know, now we have a team that can actually space the floor somewhat as well he'll be perfect because he can just die uh drive and dish if he needs to uh, and honorable mention is always going to be Kawhi Leonard. That's just kind of my hopes and dreams. You know, he's been out the last seven games in the playoffs, number one. Uh, number two, there's been some issues that he's not liking what's going on with the training staff and the medical staff and in the Clippers because they, I think, misdiagnosed him just like they did in San Antonio. And obviously he doesn't like that. So they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's actually not as bad. But he's like, motherfucker, I'm hurt. You know, so now he's not playing there. You know, he's sitting up in the bleach uh, in the um stands in a box as opposed to being on his team, you know, supporting his team. You know, so these are some things that, you know, you you kind of peep out because, you know, you be a team player. You want to be with your team. You know, you want to talk coaching strategy. If he's right there in front of their face, like, "Oh, oh, he tells Paul George, I see this, do this. I see this, do this. But he's upstairs, you know, in the box, just fucking watching. So something that I'm hoping for as well, and that would be just like you know, a plus. He could be the two, he could be the three, most likely. Jimmy be the two, and it'll just be fucking defense on defense, plus him being such an efficient scorer. So yeah, it's over for the league if that happens. So
0: I'm going to interject with the uh, if I was you guys, I'd want B over Leonard. I love Leonard.
2: Mm-hmm. I, no, no, no! I said, I said, I said, I said, I said him over. I said he's number one pick, Bill.
0: Oh, okay. But I just said, you know,
2: if there's somebody that we can't get, I don't think he's gonna come. It would be him too. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. But yeah, sorry, go ahead though. But uh, I, I've been wanting you guys to get Bill because I think if Bill leaves, he's going to the Celtics. I
1: have a, oh Lord.
0: A bad. I have a bad feeling. About I agree, that.
1: Raleigh, and I'll get to that.
0: And that's why I want the Heat. I, I think Heat and the Celtics are the two teams in the Beal sweepstakes. I think maybe, um, I, I wanted to say, I thought the Lakers would try to make a push for him. Uh, but I don't see that happening. So I would love to see the Beal on the heat because I don't, I think the wizards are wasting him. I really do. And Westbrook is not a winning player. So I would want him to go, uh, to the heat. Um, I kind of agree with all the, uh, the, the players in the uh, rankings you have. Uh, I would probably think, I would think that you guys would probably, you guys would have gotten Lowry already if, or uh, Lakers would have gotten Lowry and stuff. So I, I agree with, with what you're saying. I think it, I would love to see Beal, though, but I think the most realistic
1: one is Brandon Ingram, honestly. Interesting. So just me looking at this situation, um, I think one, so, and I apologize for the cold water I'm about to pour on on some of it. Um number one I definitely can see where you're coming from with Kawhi but I think with the Clippers being in the conference finals without him even being healthy I, I don't think there's any chance Kawhi leaves there um so and then you mentioned a couple of the other names that you mentioned um Brandon Ingram it's just I don't know if the Pelicans are going to trade him for anything less than like a, a proven star. Um, so I don't know what would happen there. They, I guess it could happen, but they'd really have to be convinced that he's just not going to ever fit with Zion. Cause he's still got some years on his contract and stuff. So um, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, then you mentioned um, McCollum. Um, I could see McCollum. Um, the only thing is I feel like, you guys are just going to go big for Dame if you go for really for anything from the players. And you didn't even mention Dame at all, which I thought was interesting Um, because I definitely think you guys are the front runners for Dame. And,
2: yeah, but his defense, that's my biggest thing. I want a team that's well-rounded, and defense has always been something that's special to me. So having him I, is just kind of having like a way better Kendrick Nunn in my eyes.
1: Okay, I can see where you're coming from. It's just I guess from my perspective, I think the likeliest things Really, the the likeliest thing for Miami, and T, you might not like this, but the, to me, the likeliest move is that you guys sign Kyle Lowry, um, and then kind of wait for the trade later. Um, yeah. So my big trade that I have, this is not a sexy trade at all. But one thing that I uh, I thought you guys really uh were missing last year was like that Jay Crowder role, that like big like small forward, power forward type of player, that big, um, wing it can really be versatile on defense and kind of hit threes from like the corner and stuff. Um, So my trade is a second round pick or two. Um, We'll call it, you know, we'll say there's a bidding war over him because he's on a good contract. So we'll say you have to trade two second round picks um, to the Rockets to get Daniel house. Um, He makes $3.8 million. So he's very easy to fit on your cap. You can make a big splashy, acquisition resign duncan robinson and get him it's uh, who did you
2: say again i'm sorry
1: it's a daniel house from the Rockets. Okay, Daniel house gotcha so he could definitely he's someone who could definitely um kind of like slide into your starting line and if you're going the cap stage shot iguodala is probably gone so maybe you even like get him and you resign like trevor reza for the minimum or something um but house could definitely just like slide into your starting lineup for the four and be an interesting piece. So that was kind of my. Uh, I know it's not like a sexy trade, but I think that's kind of the role a role player that could really. Well, play. no, I, I think Miami's going to make more than
0: one move. There's going to be one big move, and then they're going to try to make some role player
1: moves as well.
2: And I think they're going to make two big moves.
1: I don't. Yeah, I think I, I think just budget wise, it's going to be hard. If someone really wants to pay Duncan Robinson a ton of money. I think it's going to be really hard to make two big moves, but we'll see. My like- prediction is. You guys either get Lowry or Dame, and then you maybe try to fill that Crowder role somehow. That's my prediction. I, I, I and I'll say on Beale, I know you're going to disagree. T. I think it's between Washington and Boston for Beal. I don't think if Beale is going to leave, I think it's for the Celtics.
2: Uh, I'll say kind of Kyle Lowry, um, and uh, uh, Brandon Ingram. Those are two big moves in my eyes.
1: So, so you, you think that the Pelicans are going to want like, to get Duncan Robinson sign and a sign-and-trade or something?
2: Yeah. I think okay. that will work well. They don't have a lot of – um, again, because Zion could be a playmaker. He drives, passes it out, and imagine having someone like one of the best three-point shooters in the league right now to be the person catching the ball. And Duncan Robinson is somebody who's like legit a tank when it comes to energy. So this motherfucker could just run around the court over and over again, kind of like a J.J. Redick. And just fucking splash the ball. He shoots anywhere, so I I definitely think so.
1: Okay, I mean we'll see. Interesting thought. Um, yeah, I mean I guess when it comes to it, they don't really have a lot of shooting, so I guess it really depends. I mean, if you make a big signing and then you still have assets to move move there, they definitely need more besides Duncan Robinson. But if you included Duncan Robinson in Hero, I guess it's just a matter of eventually the Pelicans paying everybody because that is like a a one for To kind of trade, and then eventually guys get paid, and then they're a small market, and they can't keep everybody. So they'd have to address that, and they've already got so many draft picks. That's kind of the reason why I'm not sure they're gonna they're gonna make another move. I think they're more likely to try to build up, than but we'll see. Um, I know there have been fit questions, so um, anything can happen. It's the off season; unpredictable stuff always happens, so you never know. Um, I guess is there any other uh? T, I know you guys don't have any draft picks, so we don't even have to talk about that. Um, yeah,
2: that, that's all.
1: Okay. Uh, Raleigh, any any closing thoughts on Miami's offseason? I mean, I'll just close and say, I think Miami's going to bounce back in a big way next year. I think they're going to be fantastic, and they're going to have a great offseason, and they're going to be pushing for the conference title again. Um, I'm
2: hoping we get a big man.
1: Really? Just just for depth, sir? Or... Um, maybe to play
2: alongside Bam. I'm hoping that he... You know, gets the three point shot going, or even the mid range.
1: Okay, interesting. So, okay, so we need
2: we need rebounding. Like honestly, last like going against the freaking Bucks, like we can see that our rebounding was absolutely atrocious. So, having that, you know, I think you know, like who, who's the, who's a good guy out there? Well, let's say for example, like. Blake Griffin, we get him for something small. Like he's, he's still a decent rebounder or, you know, John Collins that actually John Collins will be a great pickup, not Brandon Ingram, John Collins. He can give you, you know, a 20 and 10 as well. So just something like that.
1: Yeah. So I guess on, you know, Blake Griffin is probably not going to get paid a ton. He might want to go back to Brooklyn, but that would be, you know, that I could see that as being realistic for sure. Um, the John Collins is probably, um, was gettable, I think, for most of the season until but, the playoffs. Until the playoffs, Atlanta's yeah. run. I think they're going to run it back. And even if someone maxes columns and restricted free agency, I would bet they would match at this point. Just because, just because of like they're just going to want to keep their team together um, as long as they can. Obviously, eventually, um, budget stuff will get in the way for the Hawks, and they'll have to let guys go. But for now, um, that would be my guess. So. Um, I guess on that note, we will switch to the Celtics, and then we're probably going to wrap up, and then uh, we'll do Wizards um, and Sixers later in the week. T, um, so yeah, I know you won't be able to do those, but Raleigh, we'll try to get you in for the Wizards at least. Um, so the Celtics, my thoughts on it. obviously the Celtics um, have already been hard at work. Um, I've done a couple of podcasts on this, so I don't want to go too much more in-depth on it, but obviously they made a big trade already um, with – uh, sending out Kemba in the pick and getting Al Horford, um, which is going to give them the flexibility to do a lot of other things. And then they uh, Danny Ainge retired and they promoted Brad Stevens to his role. And then they hired Ime uh, Doka as the new head coach. And I am much more in on him than I was initially because at his press conference today, he basically indicated that he was gonna like the foundation of who he wants to be as a coach was from the Spurs and not from Philly or Brooklyn. <laughs> So that got me like a lot more all in on him because I was pretty underwhelmed by some of the coaching on those last two teams he was on. But that was probably more like other factors. Definitely like the head coach, and I don't think he had a great head coach in either spot. So things like that um, was probably the culprit there. So we'll, you know we'll see how that goes. Um, as far as the rest of the off season, I think um, I, re- I already said they're not going to. I think there's a chance they're pretty quiet. They're not going to have a, a pick. Um, the one fake trade I came up with was a three-way trade. It's They send Tristan Thompson in a second rounder to uh, Charlotte because they need a center. And so Charlotte could take Thompson in a salary dump and get a pick out of it, and he's expiring, and you know they could do that whole thing. And then the Celtics acquire – and then the Celtics send actually a, a first rounder next year to Memphis, and then they get Kyle Anderson back. And he's someone who would add more playmaking to the team, be another switchable wing – um, you know, and, and, and then they'd be, they could really build with smart at point guard and three switchable wings and um, Horford or Time Lord at the five, they could really build like a top five defense next year off of that. I would really um, be a fan of that sort of move if they wanted to go kind of all in on building more so around the Jays, but I I think I've come to the conclusion that I think there's a chance they actually are pretty quiet here. Um, And I'll explain why in a second. I think they could just end up using but at what, what little they have in free agency, which is their taxpayer mid-level and their and a minimum. I think they could maybe with their mid-level they could go after someone like a Rudy Gay who um played for Uduka with the Spurs and would be that kind of um maybe, you know, wouldn't add the playmaking they're looking for, but he'd at least be, you know, someone who could be versatile on defense and also maybe add some um some supplementary scoring. Um And just kind of be another veteran on on what's a pretty young team. And then maybe with a minimum, they go after like a more of a pure pass first, you know, playmaking point guard. Like um, that might not be in the rotation every night, but if you need like a change of pace, you go to maybe like an Alfred Payton type. I'm just throwing out names because Alfred Payton kind of trash and he doesn't really do much besides, you know, he's a good passer. So, um They could do that Um, and then just keep Tristan Thompson around for like insurance and just because they don't want to pay to dump him. And then it's like you, from a budget standpoint, it's like you've got Thompson falling off the books next year. Robert Williams salary comes in his spot, you know, it kind of works. So, um, and and then the other reason is they traded their pick this year. I don't know how open they're going to be to moving another pick because I think they really are going to be locked in on this Bradley Beal situation. Um, I think they are going to try to, you know, recruit him pretty hard with, with Tatum having such a close friendship with him. And I could definitely see midseason. you know, if Beal makes it clear, you know, if the Wizards aren't doing well and Beal makes it clear, he's not going to sign there. You know, you could, you could see a trade mid season, you know, with, you know, Horford's contract, I'm just spitballing, but Horford's contract and a couple first round picks and a couple young players or something. And, um, then when at least Washington gets something for him before he, he leaves and, um, and then Beal comes to Boston. I, I, do think, I do think there's a pretty good chance that in like a year or two, we see Damian Lillard as a member of the Miami Heat and um, Bradley Beal as a member of the Celtics. So we'll see what happens with that. But they could also, you know, I do think they're going to be pretty good next year with what they've got. And, um, I'll be interested to see. But, yeah, any thoughts on the Celtics, guys?
0: I do think that the Celtics – are a little bit of the favorites to get Beal. Um, I do unfortunately think that. I hope he goes to Miami though. Uh, Fuck you. But I do think that they could. But Jesus. I don't see Beal leaving because they did make it to the playoffs, and that seems to be his threshold. Um, so I I don't I don't foresee that happening. I hope to God that the Wizards don't pull an Orioles and trade him when it's too late. Um, and that's why I would trade him now. Uh, but honestly I would have probably trade him I this is gonna be controversial. Before they got Westbrook I would have traded him to get as much maximize my value. But besides that, um, I, I don't foresee the Celtics really making that big of a splash for free agency this year and so or this this off season. So, I think they already made their splash with uh, Al Horford trading away like Kemba.
1: Um, so, we'll see. Oh, and one more thing I want to mention. Um, obviously, there's the Evan Fournier situation, and I think there's a chance they maybe overpay him on a one-year deal just to have made, make sure they have cap flexibility next off season for someone like Neil. Um But, yeah, Raleigh, I – uh, yeah, I mean, that, that for sure. I, I agree with uh, a lot of what you said there. T, what do you think?
2: Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to the team just because they're all like friends from or like, I guess, closer brothers like in St. Louis doesn't mean that they want to play together. Um, that's just kind of my biggest thing. Um, just because, you know, they they have very similar games. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't help. You know, you need some differences in teams. And again, who's, who's going to be the man when it comes to scoring? Who's going to take the last second shot? Things like that. I know it'd be cool to have two, but you know, that's just something that you know you have to kind of pay attention to. Number two, depending on who you trade for him, like, just like I said with Damian Lillard going to your team, like, how's your defense on the, in the backcourt going to be? You know, that's also something that I would kind of pay attention to, and just kind of how I said same thing. Like, yes, would I like Damian Lillard on my on Miami? Yes, but I would rather have like a a Kyle Lowry, Alonzo Ball, someone that can also help defend, like, guards, you know. Maybe three or four years ago, I wouldn't have said that, but now I've been seeing that, like, point of attack defense is the name of the game when it comes to to, to playing, you know. There are a lot of – there are at least 15 – we can name at least 15 or 20 point guards or just guards in general in any conference at any division – that is, like, freaking amazing. And if you don't have someone to at least be able to guard them at, like, 75% capacity, make them shoot inefficiently, then, you know, you're going to get scored on all the time. And Miami, you know, had Goran Jogic, Duncan, Duncan Robinson, Tali Hero, Kendrick Nunn, and no defenders. But then when we got uh, Victor Oladipo for those four games, you can see a big difference in that type of thing. So, you know... Who would you guys have? Um and this is actually a question if you want to answer, who would you guys have to kind of help out and balance that team? You know, I know you have Marcus Smart, but then Marcus Smart isn't a facilitator. And um Bill is he had averaged what five uh assists last what a couple of years, but he's still you know a score first type of player. So that's just kind of what I would say. Like, how would that actually fit on your team? You know, if you have that type of firepower. Without the defense, honestly, you guys are the same thing as the the Nets. So, that's yeah, I how mean, I feel.
1: so I appreciate the question. So I would love to um kind of answer into yeah. Ones. So first of all, um, I would prefer if you if if I could choose right and it's a perfect world and I could just kind of choose, you know, oh, who's my ideal third star for the Jays? It would for sure either be a point guard or a big man, right? Yeah, like no doubt about it. You know, to ha- kind of have some variety in there, I would much rather get get that in there however you know things aren't always perfect all the time and if you have a chance to get I think Beal is the most gettable for them just because I do kind of disagree with you about the impact of um, you know Beal's friendship with Tatum um, they go so far back and they're always every time they play it's like there's a freaking like love fest between them that you know it's like they one of them I forget which one but one of them gave the other one COVID this year like um, just after the game because they were just talking, you know, up close and stuff. And, um, you know, just go check Tatum's Instagram today. There's this big, long post about, you know, wishing Bradley Beal happy birthday. And it's just like, those two are like really good friends. And um, obviously, you know, I'm not saying that, that Tatum's Beale's only friend in the league, but it seems like they're, they're pretty damn close. And it's like, when you look at the opportunity to, that he could have to team up with these guys, I could see, I definitely think that's maybe the most attractive, thing. I know you'll probably disagree, and that's okay. But yeah. um, So, and, and then just to kind of answer your other question, so uh, you said Marcus Smart's not much of a playmaker. That's actually not necessarily true. I know the, the Celtics weren't a great passing um, team this year. It's funny that uh, Udoka actually kind of roasted Stevens in the press conference today. He, he kind of brought up the that they were 27th and assist rate last year and was like, we're going to try to do a better job with that. Um, but Marcus Smart actually did lead the team in assists last year. I know that's not saying a whole lot, but he was definitely like their best. Uh, Gordon Hayward was their best passer before he uh, before he left, and that was one of the reasons why I was so pissed about him leaving and why I was such a doomer about kind of the season last year after he left because Gordon Hayward was their best passer. Well, Marcus Smart is now their best passer, and, and the plan as of right now is for him to be the starting point guard. And actually in the past, When he's played point guard, he actually it kind of brings out some of the best in his game. He does focus a little bit more on like facilitating and defense, which obviously he's in my opinion a first, you know, team all defensive, you know, caliber defensive player. He is an elite defensive guard. And um but you know, he he does focus more on defense and facilitating rather than just being kind of a heat check guy on offense. So um I definitely think it being the point guard could bring out the best in him. And it's like if you get Beal you look at who's left over, and if, depending on what you're giving up, you could have, um, you know, Marcus Smart and Robert Williams be the one in the five. And from a defensive standpoint, those two are great defenders, and those would really, I think, complement these guys well. And Robert Williams is a really good passer too. If they were able to run some some stuff through him. Horford can pass. It really would be kind of like point guard by committee. I think they'd have enough, um, for sure. And uh, you got to so really get it, Rondo back. What's up?
0: You guys should try to get Rajon Ronda back.
1: Um, I'd be open to it, it but not at seven million. Right, but like he, he, you need
0: you need a veteran presence on in the point guard. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would try to get him back, or like, uh, I I
1: I don't know, I don't know who else I would try to get point guard. Uh, TK McDonald's a name that's out there. I think that's a possibility if they choose to use the um. Honestly, the taxpayer why don't you guys at- go
0: for Colin Sexton?
1: Because Colin Sexton's not really a playmaker, and I don't know that putting right. like a volume score next to the Jays is like I thought about Colin Sexton because I'll say I really like his game, and I would be very interested in that in a vacuum, but basketball is not played in a vacuum. It is very important.
0: You think of Colin Sexton as your big man. I mean, not big man, six man.
1: Yeah, I, I... Like, for I, as your, for your second, like, Warren Clark's next type player. Yeah, so I think that's what they got 48 for. I think that's what his role is going to be. Interesting thought, though. I do like Sexton's game a lot. Um, I think on, on, on the next team, I think the Knicks could be a possibility for him. Um, I think on, on the next team he's on, I think he'll flourish. I do. But I don't think it's going to be us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know. Is there any other thoughts on, on on this, or should we wrap?
2: I, I'm good.
1: All right. So um, thanks for, for doing the pod, guys, and uh, we'll do uh, that you guys know later in the week when we try to get um, I'm probably not gonna post this until we get a we get all the segments in, but we'll have the uh, we'll have the wizard segment, and we'll have the um. The six, if we can get a Sixer segment, we'll do that, and uh, we'll get that all together. So, I don't know if you guys are going to get on, on Fortnite now, but I actually haven't had any power issues in the last, like, hour while we've been doing this. So, I can probably play, but I do have to go eat dinner, and um, I do have to run recycling down. So, I probably won't be on right away.
2: Um, I mean, are, Raleigh, are you playing or no? Uh,
0: I'm probably going to not play tonight because I have to wake up early tomorrow. So all right.
2: So, I guess – yeah, so we'll probably I'll, just I'll probably do a different play. day.
1: Won't tonight. Oh, all right. That's fine. That works for me, too. Then I'll probably just watch the game. All right, y'all. All right, guys. Well, all right. You guys uh, have a great rest of the night, then, and thanks for coming on. All right. Good see you, guys. All right.
0: See you.